Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hello, David. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going very well. There's something about that commercial that makes me want to speak in the voice of my cat, who sounds much like this. <laughs> Indeed. How you doing, dude? I'm doing great. We better jump right into it, because we have got a hell of a show coming up here, and 30 minutes to do it in, and we always run out of time, my friend. Yeah, that's true. Okay, folks, welcome to Webcology. It's uh, Thursday, November the 9th. Um, I'm Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com. I'm joined by Dave Davies from BeanstalkDashInc.com. And as the man said, we got a great show coming up today. We're going to be talking about Google. Um, I got taken on a really cool tour of Ask.com by Gary Price yesterday. And um, we're going to be talking about Facebook ads and social networking ads. And actually, our, um, our guest from Gidget.com, G-Y-D-G-E-T.com, um, he actually makes and markets. Uh, widgets and gadget applications for uh, for Facebook and for uh, MySpace. It's going to be really interesting to get his take on Facebook's announcement earlier this week. But let's just jump in with our with our favorite uh, our favorite topic of conversation: Google. Dave, um, how's how's things going at Google? Um, well, I think you and I are going to have a bit of a disagreement here because I, I read your post on the MetaMen blog. Great post. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you and I see things just a little bit differently. Um, you say they, they're, they're moving away. I tend to agree with that, moving away from links, I should say, Google and their algorithm. Uh, I, I tend to kind of agree with you that there has been a, a slight move away, um, but I think that's, it's not a, a big pushback. It's a pushback only a few months. I mean, they'd moved really heavily relying on links. Um, you know, for example, we had one client with, uh, with five keywords that they were really going after, um, we hadn't even done their on-site. We just started on the link building, and they were ranking in the top 20 for, for all of their phrases with no instance. Like, uh, these were multi-keyword phrases, and at least one of those words in every one of their phrases was absent from the page, and they were still ranking just based on anchor text strength. That isn't happening anymore. Good. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's more a step back just a, just a few months in their algorithm. It's not some, some dynamic shift. They've just gone really link-heavy. Uh, and now they've gone back to a, a more normal normal move, but I don't think they're moving away from links. Um, I think they're just being a little smarter in, in the weight that they're giving links. Okay, um, just so just to back up a, a step or two here, I uh, the other day, folks, I wrote an article in the MetaMen blog on on Monday, um, sort of postulating, respecting that Google's um, recent shifts in page rank are actually signaling a larger step away from link-based algorithms. And um, you know, I have, there's, there's a little bit of uh, 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 thinking behind the behind the speculation, um, the way I see it, uh, the internet itself, the nature of the internet, and the structure of the net is changing. Um, many of the most widely used pages and applications aren't well; they aren't really conducive to to following links, following relevant links. And talking about the rise of social networks and um, well, you know, many of the many of the the blogs that are that are being used as marketing tools out there, um, Google doesn't really see these as great links or as as strong links to follow. But they're where a great deal of information is, and I think that uh, that and moves towards localization 
are taking Google a step away from links and making them look far more the, at the relevance of one document or file against another. I, you know, I mean, there, there are definitely long-term over, you know, over the next, the next series of years. Um, I mean, you're right, links, links may drop in their relevancy in exchange for things like, um, you know, social media. There are some rumors, be them, you know, as, take this with a grain of salt. I have no idea how valid these are. Um, but the Google may start using a, in their toolbar sort of a voting mechanism added into their toolbar, how popular that would be. I wouldn't know even if they added it. Um, but, you know, integrating more social media and, and search patterns and, and visitor pattern and, and behavior um, in their algorithm. They're already using it to some degree, but adding more of that in there, that may affect the value of links. Um, but, I mean, a link is always going to be, at least in my opinion, a link is always going to hold uh, a pretty solid value as far as, as, far as Google is concerned. It, just, it, is, it well, is a vote, and there is nothing that can replace it. Well, and links are the, the neural pathways of the net. They are they're certainly the highways that spiders travel along. We've got to move past, uh, past Google. <laughs> you hear that, <laughs> hear that quite frequently. And let's move to uh, a search engine that like, totally doesn't get enough, um, enough credit for, the, for what it has under its hood. Um, yesterday, uh, Gary Price, um, chief blogger at resourceshelf.com and also chief evangelist for ask.com, took me on a two-and-a-half-hour tour of pretty much the whole search system at Ask. And, um, well, he, he did this about 18 months ago. We went on a, uh, on, a, on a long tour, and he gave me another one yesterday. It blows my mind, Dave. They have such great technology. They have such a great, great search features, and they just can't seem to get traction in the marketplace. Now, what do you think is, is – actually, you know what? Before we jump into what might be causing that – what did you get to see? Is there anything that uh, that you saw while you were there, or, or that you might have a sneak peek at that that we might be interested in? Well, yeah, two things stand out. Um, one is it seems to be Ask's mission is to focus on core search and search products. They're not stepping out into um, uh, contextual advertising. They're not they're not drawing a lot of their revenues off of off of um, pay per click advertising. Um, they're focusing on search and making search products. Um, and it seems that, that the other three um, seem to have stepped away from that focus. And um, according to Gary, um, that's him and the other staff and Jim Lenzone, that's a, just a very clear focus for them. So the first thing that, that really stood out was um, the ingenuity of smart answers um, and, the, and the number of convenient search features that, that come up when you use a smart answer. Um, and if somebody conducts a search at ask.com, um, often the very first result is going to be a smart answer, which, according to Gary, is algorithmically called either from its database or from one of the, the, the trusted partners um, that, that, that Ask has, such as in, in the health field or the travel field or somebody that they know is going to give, give honest information. Um, there's way too much going on in this one little area to describe adequately in the three minutes we cut for this segment, but... Um, Smart answers tend to be built by hand by Ask Knowledge Engineers, and using them is a very convenient, time-saving method to get around the web. Um, I strongly suggest people check them out, and also check out other features of, of Ask Search. Again, it's important to Ask to make a convenient and, and intuitive search tool. The other thing that really stood out is Ask's mapping programs. Um, now, everyone's got maps. Uh, Google has Google Earth and Google Maps. Um, Microsoft has, has its map system. Uh, Yahoo has, has its mapping system. 
But Ask Mapping System is, is very unique. It gives um, driving and walking directions, and those are often two very different things. Um, and you can have up to 10 different locations in your travel itinerary, and it will find the, 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 the shortest route, um, either for driving or walking. And um, to illustrate this, I, uh, Dave and I live in a small town on the west coast of, of Canada called Victoria, B.C., Nothing much happens here. Though it's a tourist and retirement mecca, nobody really pays much attention to us. But I have a friend who lives on the other side of town, and I tend to walk or ride my bike everywhere I go rather than drive. And this mapping system literally found shortcuts through schoolyards and down alleyways that I take to get wow. between me and my friend's house. I mean, and, and that, that, that just stunned me. Um, so Gary was, was talking about how concierges in large hotels are turning to Ask mapping system because it gives the alternative for for their guests. You know what? I know we have to cut because I I really really want to cover another um, another interesting blog post you did, and I know we're running short on time. But I think maybe uh, you and yeah. I should dedicate an entire episode to to ask at one of these points because uh, I, well, think I think it's really we should interesting to to cover that, and, and they are, really are a great engine. Um, but I really wanted to to talk before we go into the into the commercial here about another post you did on Facebook, um, the ad platform. Um, what can you tell us about this? They've launched three really, really interesting uh, systems, um, and you did a great post. Can you give us a, a quick summary of it? Yeah, okay, well, um, two days ago, Facebook um, unveiled its new advertising platform at AdTech in, in New York, and it consists of three unique uh, formats for advertising. One's called, and this, this is all for, for commercial, for businesses who, who want to get involved in, in social marketing. And, I mean, again, think about the, think about the demographic network that is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, number one, Facebook pages, much like the Facebook profile pages that individuals set up, except these ones are made for businesses, they're free to set up. Um, and they're designed to act as a base for the two other ad formats Facebook's going to offer. The other one, which is a paid service, is um, Facebook social ads smaller targeted advertisements designed to um, allow businesses to become part of the, the, the daily conversation on Facebook users' news feeds. Um, it comes up in a small banner-like advertisement and tends to be triggered by an action or an event that happens on, your pay, on an individual user's page. So if, um, say, a movie studio, when the writer's strike ends, buys an advertisement for a certain kind of movie, for a certain movie that, they, that, that they, they've produced, and somebody writes a great review of it, well, the advertisement for that movie might come up in the news stream or the news feed of all the friends of the person who wrote that review. So those are called social ads. They're going to be sold on a cost-per-click or a cost-per-impression uh, basis. Um, and Facebook's uh, providing analytic metrics um, through something called Facebook Insights. Um, and then that's a free service that's going to run with all Facebook pages and their social ads. The third uh, advertising format is going to be called Facebook Beacon. Um, it's a r- designed around a series of widgets and gadgets uh, that, that are going to be put on private websites. Um, and they will inform relevant Facebook profiles, pages, and news feeds when updates or actions were taken on these commercial websites. So say you went to visit... Um, or I went to visit beanstalk-inc.com, your website, Dave, and you had this widget up. A note that I had gone to visit your website would appear in your profile and my profile, and if I did a specific action, perhaps in many of my friends' profiles. So that's it. That's what Facebook's up to. It's um, the, the three different advertising formats, and I'm just going to drop a link to that 
posting in the uh, Webmaster Radio chat room. We got a cut to break. I wish we could discuss these, but we're um, we're halfway through the show already. We're going to be coming back with um, Geraldo Capil. Um, he's the CEO of Gidget.com, G-Y-D-G-E-T, and they make widgets and gadgets for Facebook and MySpace. He's a perfect guy to talk to about what's going on in the social in the social scene. Friends, this is Jim Hedger and Dave Davies for. Webcology and webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com XY7.com Do you have a website? xy 7 Would you like to convert your clicks into cash? XY7.com Is the affiliate network that pays you daily. XY7.com Not all website clicks are the same, but they're all worth money. XY7.com Join today and start earning cash now. XY7.com Has guaranteed commissions. You'll get paid even if we don't. Go to XY7.com now. Convert your website clicks to cash. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to, Web, to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. I'm Jim Hedger from metamen.com, and I'm joined by Dave Davies from beanstalk-inc.com. And I'm 90% positive that we're joined by Gerardo Capil from gidget.com. Gerardo, welcome to Webcology. Hi, thanks. This is uh, Gerardo, and you're 100% correct. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad we have you. Um, often the studio gives me an IM saying we have the guest, but I haven't gotten one yet. Um, but you're here, and that's good. Um, tell us a bit about Gidget.com. Yeah, Gidget is a social marketing platform that enables organizations in the entertainment industry to connect with fans on social network sites, and personal portals, and it also allows them to acquire new fans through the networks of friends of their fans, or what uh, the, the Facebook guys call the social graph. Your network of clients is pretty cool. You have the band Corn, Cincinnati Bengals, Oakland Raiders, uh, Beastie Boys are, are clients of yours. What are they? How are they using your tools? What are they doing with them? Yeah. So um, what they have done is. They have built their own uh, widgets, or as we call them, gidgets, using gidget.com, where they can create a gidget in a matter of minutes. Uh, and then they can take that mini application or that widget and embed it on their MySpace pages or their website. And what that widget provides their fans is with their latest videos, their latest news, their upcoming events. And we're certainly going to be adding a lot more modules over time and then, as any good online marketing platform, we provide those organizations with information back about where are their gadgets being displayed, how many impressions, how many unique people are seeing them, how are people engaging with them. 
uh, how viral are they, um, and uh, that's how they label. And, and yeah, we have a great client list, which includes acts such as uh, Gwen Stefani and Beyonce, record labels such as EMI, Sony BMG, um, and Universal Records, and then we also have a great roster of sports teams, some of which you mentioned. Now, how rapidly is interest growing in various industries, and where do you see interest growing the fastest? Um, well, we're very focused on the entertainment industry, and where we, within entertainment, where we have the greatest traction is within music, so um, the record labels are very interested in using our technology, um, and you know, part of what we do is we help them monetize the content by either driving commerce in terms of ticket sales, music sales, or merchandise, uh, but we also will be enabling over the, uh, in the near future the ability for them to monetize their content through advertising. Um, so uh, music is, is one of our big areas. Sports is another. We think there is application for what we're doing in other verticals. Um, for example, the National Resources Defense Council or NRDC is using, they're a nonprofit and they're using our technology to get the message out about the causes that they believe in and, and really educate the public. So when you say that you're going to be enabling advertising through your, through your gadgets, in what venues and, and how will those ads appear? Yeah, it's going to be a mix of things. Uh, most of the advertising will appear on uh, pages that you link out from the actual Gidget. Um, but an example might be a band um, is going to uh, give away a track. Um, and, you know, why, even though they're not asking for money, why not actually have that track be sponsored by a major brand? Um, so that brand, you know, let's say The Gap or Best Buy, any brand like that, uh, can actually build a, a positive relationship with consumers by aligning themselves with that band and giving the consumer something for free that they want to experience. How many um, opportunities do you, I mean, that, that's sort of a, a left field opportunity. You're, you're having to have creative products sponsored by another company. Right. Do you see, is that, is that the direction that creative content is going to be going in the future, um, uh, the monetization of, of creative? I'm thinking uh, specifically of uh, the Radiohead, the Radiohead experiment, where many people are just yeah. choosing not to pay for it. Yeah, uh, right. About sixty uh, percent, uh, I think. I, I may have my figures flipped the wrong the the wrong way around, but I think it was sixty percent of the people that actually not pay. Um, and you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's great for Radiohead to understand the economics of the music industry today and kind of adapt to them. Uh, but, you know, I think there was kind of money left on the table uh, in terms of that consumers, you know, they may not be willing to pay, but while they're waiting for that download, it's certainly a good opportunity for Radiohead to present a brand that they believe in, that they want to be aligned with, um, and uh, offer a great opportunity, you know, for a brand to connect with a consumer. Um, how did you react to the announcement earlier this week by Facebook uh, of, of their ad program. Yeah, we, um, we think that's uh, very exciting. Um, it's, uh, it's brilliant. And uh, I think there will be some privacy concerns, as we've already been seeing. But overall, I think it's kind of the next major innovation in online marketing. I think you know, maybe the first was banner ads, uh, as 
dumb as they may be at times. The next was search, and I think this type of social marketing where your customers are actually using, you know, the efficiency of the social networks to to uh, endorse brands or communicate the brands that they're they're excited about. That's um that's going to be the next wave in online marketing, and it's a great thing for us because we one of the primary distribution points for us are my, the MySpace pages of our uh, bands that are our clients and other organizations, and now there's an opportunity for those organizations to also create a presence on Facebook from which our gadgets can be distributed. Now, I'd like to jump in here with a question. I, I've, of course, been, been to your site prior to, uh, prior to being here. You, you have a great great list of, uh, of clients. I know as I could, if I, if I was in a band, I could go in, I could sign up, it's totally free to do that. That's right. How, and, and I assume you can answer this, question. what's in it for you? Like, I mean, I'm sure many of our, our interest, uh, listeners would be interested to know what, as the developer of these types of widgets, you're, you're providing a free service, it's making money for your clients, but what's, yeah. in, it, what's in it for you? Yeah, how we participate in the in the revenue stream is uh, if you buy tickets or merchandise or even music off at any of the gadgets, we make an affiliate commission on that. Uh, so that's the first revenue stream. And then the second revenue stream is that when we do big, bring big brand advertisers to our clients, uh, our clients, the bands and sports teams, uh, we're going to take a, a share, a cut of that revenue. Um, which is a model that is well understood. And I think, um, you know, essentially we're creating a monetization opportunity for this organization that didn't exist before and uh, will participate in the upside. Now, do you think that that ties in fairly well then with the, with the new Facebook kind of, uh, of models of things? Are there any integrations that you're going to be trying to bring to the table as well now um, to, yeah. to your current model uh, to sort of follow that, that lead? Right, sure. Well, we think that uh, Facebook has, you know, with what they did with the new, their news feed capability um, and using that to spread information in, in what they call the social graph or the network of friends uh, is really, really powerful. And so our gadgets will certainly um, tightly integrate with that capability so that when someone sees a video of a band that they really like, they can give it a thumbs up or uh, give it a rating, and that rating will be transmitted through the news feed and into the social graph. And, and Google, as you know, has also come out with their own effort called Open Social, in which they're aggregating a lot of the other uh, social networking sites, such as MySpace and Bebo and so on. And they will also be enabling that type of capability of news to be transmitted uh, very quickly from a, uh, a person or a fan or a customer through out into their network of friends. Um, and so, you know, that's our plan for integration is really leverage the power of that information disseminating through the, as the social graph, as Facebook calls it. Now, this is, I mean, it's a really interesting idea what you've done here. Is, are there any plans to expand this into other industries? I mean, it, it certainly translates nicely into other areas, I mean, uh, w- with, some, with some changes, of course. Um, are yeah. there any plans at this point to, to sort of migrate that to other industries? Not in the short term. Um, it, it won't be a focus. I mean, it, we're a small startup, and focus is, is crucial. Um, so we are very focused on entertainment today, 
That said, you know, because the site can be used by anyone, I think we will find that other types of organizations, and we've already seen it with nonprofits, will come onto the site and use our technology because the bottom line is that video, news, and events are common through all industries. Um, so there's a capability for other people to really kind of take advantage of what we've built. Um, I think, you know, as we grow and have the resources to take on additional industries, some, some of the ones that I think will be interesting will be nonprofits, will be professional organizations. I think there's an opportunity for retailers to really kind of embrace this model. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the sky's the limit, really, um, because I think this type of um, social marketing is is really is the next big wave that's going to sweep across multiple industries. Entertainment, though, in my opinion, is the early adopter of this type of technology. Okay, Gerardo, we have to uh, we have to close off very quickly. I want to get one last fast question in. Um, if social if social marketers or network marketers wanted to get involved with Gidget or wanted to get their clients involved with Gidget, what yeah. would be good? Preparation steps, um, um, files or materials to have ready. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you want to have some uh, media assets that are engaging and compelling, um, and so you know, le- and then have those. Try to leverage what you already have. So if you already have videos that you can bring into YouTube, leverage that. We also integrate with Brightcove technology, and we'll be adding other video players in the near future. If you have an RSS feed, you can leverage that. If um, if you have uh, events, you can leverage that content. And literally, once you you have identified the content sources, to it takes minutes to create a Gidget, um, you know, customized with your brand and your look and um, with your content. So I encourage people to come on. It's try on registrations. We just ask for two things, and you're off and, and running. Okay, folks, there and, you and have it. And we do it. provide um, best practices in terms of how to maximize the medium, too, so I should add that. Okay, sorry, sorry for cutting you off there, but we're about to get cut off. We've reached our half-hour point. Um, that was Gerardo from Gidget.com, G-Y-D-G-E-T.com. Folks, go check it out. Get involved in social marketing. And, um, friends, take a, take a serious look at uh, both Facebook and the, the Open Social Network. It looks like our industry is about to take a step to the left. Dave, do you have any more comments before we're out of here? I, I don't know that I, I would have time for any of the comments that I would have. If we want to launch into into social marketing, we've got a show we'll dedicate to ask. I think uh, you know we might have to dedicate another one uh, or two to, to social marketing and, and have a real discussion about uh, but where that's going and, and how it's going to impact our industry. Absolutely. Well, friends, this is uh, Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from BeanstalkDashInc.com. Thanks for listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back this time next week. Talk to you soon.